Game Changer, episode 32, Engaging Employees as Brand Ambassadors, featuring Ivan Sarini of Post Beyond. Welcome to Game Changer, a series on using gamification to engage employees. Join us as industry experts discuss one of the hottest trends in business today. Using game thinking to engage employees in work, wellness, recruiting, and more. This is a special podcast series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, The Engaging Leader. And now, with nearly 20 years of experience helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees at Fortune 500 companies and other organizations, here's your host, Jesse Leahy. Welcome to the show, Game Changers. This is the show for CEOs, HR executives, and other business leaders to learn about internal gamification. Over the course of this series, you'll hear examples and pitfalls, discover how to assess when it's an appropriate strategy, and learn to evaluate gamification partners and game design ideas. Social media has a powerful effect on company sales and recruiting efforts, but just having a corporate communication person post things on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter doesn't really bring much in the way of results. That's because on social media, people pay attention to people, not to companies. Today we'll discuss the challenges that have prevented most companies from effectively engaging their employees as ambassadors on social sharing sites. And we'll discuss one option that seems to be working for Starbucks, Molson Coors, and other companies. Ivan Serini is the co-founder and CEO of Post Beyond, a gamified platform that helps employees of large companies more effectively engage as ambassadors on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Ivan Serini, welcome to Game Changer. Thank you for having me and thank you for inviting. Ivan, what are some of the problems that Post Beyond was created to solve? Thank you, great question. Uh, Initially, about three years ago when we uh, started the company, the problem we were trying to solve was helping employees having access to pre-approved content that they can share to their personal networks. And uh, then that problem has actually evolved into not just the technology problem, but also helping companies with transformation and uh, tr- helping them transform their culture where employees join their marketing and sales efforts. So without any assistance to feel safe about sharing stories that might be relevant to the company, employees tend to feel afraid to do that, I guess. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, there's always and there was always that hesitancy. Uh, where employees were asking themselves and their peers and their uh, bosses, is, hey, is it safe to share? Is it something I can do? Is it, some, is it okay if I post it on my LinkedIn? And, but when you think of the companies at, at a scale, when you have thousands or tens of thousands of employees, that process was just impossible to manage. And most of the companies were actually uh, preventing or putting policies that would prevent employees for, from talking about um, their work or anything work-related on social networks. So as the employee, I might be nervous that I, I may share something in good faith, uh, but then down the line discover that I've uneten- uh, unintentionally shared something that it maybe included a negative sentiment or crossed some kind of a liability 
line and now I'm in trouble. And all I was really trying to do was be excited about my, my company. Uh, yes, absolutely. And uh, that's what um, we were seeing is there was a lot of um, many employees were trying to do it and it, it was all coming from the right place and they were all trying to do it with the best intention for, for the company that they work for, for their team that they work with. But sometimes there was obviously some uh, liability concerns and uh, issues would come up. And that was essentially the problem that uh, we've been asked to help with and we've been asked to solve is how do we present pre-approved content? How do we make it safe and how do we make it easy for our employees to share um, the right and pre-approved or reviewed content that is not going to cause any issues and it's not going to uh, cause any liability concerns but actually is going to help the company um, in uh, marketing efforts, in recruitment efforts or sales. So the basic idea of Post Beyond is a library, sort of a Pinterest style library with online articles and images that are relevant to the company, making it easy for employees to share on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. But I wonder, how does the content get in there, Ivan? So, so that is the, the right concept, that this is the, our concept. And uh, the content inflow, there are a couple of key sources of the content. The first one is the most obvious one is the content team from the company. They create a lot of posts, a lot of pictures, a lot of uh, articles. But um, there is a second uh, huge channel of content that opens up as company uh, rolls out their employee advocacy strategies. And that content is actually coming from their own employees. Uh, and many customers that we work with, they discovered that their own employees, their hundreds or thousands of people, they're actually contributing, finding good content, creating blog articles, creating tweets, creating LinkedIn page, uh, LinkedIn articles that they can, they suggest back to the company, to that library, uh, that content quickly goes through the pre-approval and review process by the marketing team or a legal team. And it becomes available to um, select employees, you know, select teams of employees or everyone in the company to be shared. And now imagine when you work for Starbucks and you suggested content and then all of your peers can see that you've suggested it and it was a really popular article. Imagine how much, how, how much of a positive impact it has on the culture and the morale. So I can take great pride in both finding articles that are out there and suggesting them to our content library, as well as creating my own blog post that would be relevant to the company. And now a lot of my peers can easily, with a click of the button, share it with their networks. And yeah, that's going to help me build pride in the in the company. Yes, absolutely. And also we've noticed it, it creates even kind of the bonding and team bonding uh, in the companies because uh, it helps them break down the silos, communication silos between the teams and also you know, helps bring out the new talent in people and helps them shine. Who is managing the approvals in, in a typical customer of Post Beyond? Is it the marketing department's responsibility or legal department or a few people of both? Is there some kind of a workflow process that where you can have different uh, multiple people responsible for managing the approvals of the content? That is correct. Uh, 
and the approval process really depends on the company's requirement. For example, when we work with uh, travel companies, uh, they have a somewhat a pretty simple approval process. Usually, it's, it would be a marketing team that reviews, or somebody who in the marketing team has the permission to review and approve it. But when we work, and we work a lot of, with many banks and many insurance companies, so many financial services companies, uh, they have a more sophisticated uh, review and approval process because of their regulatory requirements. And uh, they would have uh, a multi-step approval process. And that's where it's really good and flexible for them. They can have as many reviewers and approvers as they need to. So we've talked about sort of the content aggregation, the compiling all this content. We've talked about the curation, so approving content that employees can feel comfortable sharing without worrying that they've overstepped some boundary. Uh, now you get into the, the multiplication. So employees are sharing posts. Uh, it, it drastically extends the reach of the marketing department because multiple people are, are sharing things. Uh, some content will go viral. And, and there's this intrinsic motivation to do that. Employees who like their company are excited to talk about it. They take pride in it. But uh, beyond that, Post Beyond has a gamification element. Is that true? That is correct. That is very true. And it is a, one of the pillars of uh, program success. How does that work? So how it works is... Um, Obviously, all of the the platform on a back end, it calculates the effectiveness and the results that each uh, participant is producing. And it helps teams and marketing teams and actually participants see how they're doing in comparison to themselves, kind of month to over month, and also in comparison to their peers. And they can see how they stuck up and uh, how they do. And that is helping them a, create uh, that kind of hyper-adoption and hyper-participation uh, environment where um, especially in a kind of sales, marketing, business-driven teams, they're really competitive and they want to see themselves on top of the chart. Uh, so the leaderboard that helps them see, earn more points, earn uh, and by earning more points, they can increase their positioning and uh, also, we're beginning to see this year a lot of recognitions, uh, have, you know, doing by their companies as, as they're recognizing not actually the results or sales leads or marketing or recruitment leads that employees produce, but actually they're recognizing participation and they're recognizing content creation. And that further helps transform and improve the culture within the company. So the gamification is more sophisticated than just how many times people share things. It's also uh, based on the engagement that results. If they get, if it gets, uh, if they're, if they're getting retweets and so forth. Am I understanding that right? Uh, yes, absolutely. So there's a very sophisticated uh, algorithm behind the, the leaderboard and gamification that. Uh, definitely tracks uh, the number of, you know, and creates a formula behind the numbers like uh, number of shares, the click-throughs that each post had generated, the, the retweets, the engagement, the third kind of, uh, third layer of engagements, the comments that the post had created, and also uh, how many posts that employees had suggested, how many 
of those posts have been shared and uh, have been approved for to be shared. So there's a very sophisticated model that happens behind the scenes that really helps the superstars or the team members within the company shine. Are most of your customers letting that leaderboard and the gamification elements just sort of happen organically or are they creating campaigns uh, every so often to generate a, a renewed enthusiasm? Uh, great question. Uh, so what we see is uh, there are different kind of companies and um, no two companies are ever the same. But what we do see, we, ha- we see a couple of different trends. Uh, some companies uh, typically have an ongoing recognition campaign. We've seen some uh, companies already integrating with recognition points and internal recognition platforms that they have. Uh, also, we see companies having kind of month over month campaigns. Uh, one actually, I was really blown away by it. They had a Star Wars themed campaign and uh, how Star Wars is relevant in uh, lessons from the Star Wars and how relevant is Star Wars in today's business. And uh, they had a lot of content in uh, cr- pictures created around Star Wars. It was just amazing what they've done. It's such a creative approach and then they have seen spectacular results from it. Um, also, uh, some, and the third trend is the companies, you know, do like what you say is they have kind of like a cyclical move as uh, month over month they help, uh, you know, as they roll out the strategy across new teams of employees, they have uh, different campaigns designed for each team. The marketing opportunity with brand ambassadorship uh, through a solution like Post Beyond seems obvious, but I understand many of your customers are also using it to help recruit new employees. How is that working where they use Post Beyond to equip their people as talent ambassadors? Yes, so uh, from the value, measuring the value, is uh, there are two key value metrics that our customers measure. The first, and it's leads, and the first type of leads is sales leads, and the second type of leads is recruitment, and uh, helping them drive recruitment through social media and through their employees. And it comes from the fundamental belief that people, we, ha- we already have great people working for our company. And these great people are likely connected to people like them. And uh, because they, they become active, they start uh, sharing uh, information, you know, not just job posts that are available at the company, but also what it is like to work at the company, what happens behind the scenes. So it kind of creates, uh, uh, it does the transformation from the kind of the, the brick walls to glass walls. So potential recruits and potential future employees start seeing what it is like to work in that company. And it's becoming really attractive. I imagine that a lot of people listening to this interview might be wondering, why is it so important to have employees of the company doing all this sharing? Whatever happened to just having a corporate communication person posting things on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter? Why is that less effective? Besides, just the, there are many studies on the market that show that even the same content, when it is posted by employees, uh, in comparison to the same content posted by the 
by their company. Uh, so content by, shared by their employees has at least three times higher influence uh, in comparison to the same content posted by their company. But in addition to that, uh, there is a just much larger audience that employees have access to. Uh, on average, we see uh, that uh, corporate assets, and uh, such as corporate LinkedIn page, corporate Twitter account, corporate Facebook page, they have at least 10 times to 20 times smaller reach than what uh, employees can, uh, than audience that their employees can have uh, access to. So by in enabling but their employees, uh, our customers increase their reach at least 10 and may in many cases 20, 30 times in comparison to their corporate reach. That's number one. And the third uh, value that they measure is the effectiveness of that reach. Just there's significantly more click-throughs and conversion rates happening from the content that is shared through their employees. But also there's a third one, and it's usually the most overlooked uh, value in the beginning. It's the value of transformation, uh, transformation within the company, within the culture. And there's a huge impact that just knowledge sharing between employees and uh, they start learning new things. They start reading more about the content about from their company and they just become more effective and more productive and just better culture to begin with. So if I could so if sort I could of repeat back to you, you. for one thing, there's just simply a larger audience available. People on social media tend to follow other people. They don't follow companies as much. Number two, there's a greater level of influence. So even if I am happen to be following your company, I may not really pay that much attention to it. I pay attention to people that I know and care about, and if they're sharing something, I'm going to pay more attention to that. And then number three is a deeper level of transfer transformation because uh, those people, they're going to influence me, I'm going to influence them, and we're going to learn together and care more about this content because we're doing it together. Am I saying that, restating that correctly? Yes, that is uh, very accurate. That is very accurate. Thank you, Jeff. That's at, what you shared with us is consistent with studies that I've seen as well, similar numbers of the, the exponentially greater reach, 10 times larger audience and uh, reshares happening 24 times more frequently. Uh, so the, the, it's, it's, it is much more powerful when it's coming from real people as opposed to just uh, something that's so obviously from a corporate communication person. We all recognize that someone got paid to put that out there and so I'm going to maybe take it with a grain of, of doubt. But uh, absolutely correct. And but when employees share something, they share it typically because they fundamentally believe in what they do, and uh, because it is completely volunteer based, you know, platform based on a volunteer participation. Uh, there is much higher uh, authenticity in the communication and the content that their employees are sharing. And like you said, people, you know, trust other people. And that's the, one of the fun, fundamental beliefs behind the strategy. So whether our listeners use Post Beyond or they figure out uh, some other way to make this happen, there's a huge untapped potential here in terms of engaging employees as brand ambassadors. Yes, 
employees is one of the single uh, most valuable, not just assets, it's part, it's a fundamental part of any company. And they have an ability to transform marketing and, like you mentioned, grow the, not just the reach, but also in the influence and the, um, uh, the value to the bottom line. And what we actually noticed, one of the biggest kind of hesitations is uh, on a marketplace is when companies think, hey, what will happen? How does, uh, will my employees actually share it? Will they want to participate in something like that? And we've seen many, many countless stories and transformations. Um, when our customer success team works with the companies, they help them design the strategy, help them design the the rollout plan, help them actually launch and kind of walk them through all, handhold them and walk them through every stage of the success, successful launch. And uh, the actual launch, what we see typically happens, uh, takes between three to six months from start to finish. And it is uh, extremely rewarding, really exciting uh, to see what happens at the end of the launch. I was surprised that you mentioned the large number of banks and other financial institutions that have already signed up for Post Beyond. Those type of organizations tend to be very risk-averse due to their industry. They Safety and security is uh, are huge values, and uh, they would want to avoid any any type of uh, liability if they can all help it. Uh, so it seems like, based on their pra- already their, their usage of Post Beyond, that this is a, a pretty a system that that uh, customers can can feel comfortable that it's pretty safe that uh, they're they're not not likely to get burned by their employees. I suppose. Yes, and um, what you said is exactly what we see is. Uh, there are many banks, and we work with uh, many banks. For example, one of them is Scotia Bank. They have uh, tens of thousands of employees. They have very innovative, forward-looking strategy. They're uh, they're always looking for ways to improve uh, what they do, but also to try new things. And uh, I really applaud them. They they were one of the first banks that who uh, embraced the social transformation, transformation, who embraced the employee advocacy strategy. And that exactly what you said is exactly what they wanted is because because of the regulatory compliance uh, requirements because of the all the kind of underwater rocks that they wanted to avoid that's why they wanted to uh, to use post beyond because it helps them avoid all the liability issues helps them put all the content in one place and then help all of their help their employees embrace the social media instead of slapping them on the wrist actually opening it up and uh, standing out as one of the leading and innovating banks Ivan what can you share with us about the pricing model for post beyond thank you that's a great question uh, the pricing model uh, it's it's very easy very simple um, typically uh, it comes from the from the strategy side how it is rolled out and the there are kind of two paths for the pricing model. First is kind of tiered base, you know, by user base, kind of you know, up to 500 or up to 1,000, up to 10,000 users, up to 20,000 users, and so on. And some companies um, choose a different model where uh, we work more of a per-region basis. So, for example, here's the U.S. is a region, or Canada or U.K. are separate regions, and then we help them 
activate their employees and their participants based on that. Um, just want to emphasize one thing is uh, actually what everyone finds the most important part is what happens after the signature, what happens after the procurement process is over and uh, what happens on the day one, first week, the first month, day 30, day 90, uh, you know, the second quarter, the third quarter, what happens by end of the year and then in the year two. And what kind of, you know, the bigger visions, because uh, every customer that we have today, they, we had them for a year or two years, and now they're all expanding, they're all growing. Um, and they're expanding into new regions in the, and the new countries. And the, the beauty of the pricing model, it makes it very easy and very flexible. You mentioned Scotiabank and also Starbucks. What are some other examples of companies who are already using Post Beyond? Yes, uh, there are many others. Uh, for example, Molson Coors um, rents that in many, many regions. It's one of the largest uh, recruitment companies. We also work with uh, Dale Carnegie, Tipco, uh, Shopify, uh, Achievers, uh, Allstream is one of the telecom companies that we work with. And uh, actually, one of the one of the most exciting kind of innovative companies because they're in a tour industry is the Kentucky. Kentucky tours um, on a global scale. It's it's really big transformation because they have a lot of young people working at the company and also a lot of uh, customers that fit the best criteria. We also work a lot, like I mentioned, with uh, with banks, insurance companies, uh, airlines, and uh, to name a few. And uh, we have many, many customers in the technology sector, such as Tipco and uh, many other software firms, technology companies, kind of somewhere between 200 and a couple of thousand employees in size or more. And uh, one of them is actually, another exciting brand is Yellow Pages, as they're embracing transformation from the traditional model to the new model. And it's been really exciting and rewarding to work with uh, Yellow Pages. Ivan, on our show notes for this episode, we are including links to a couple of uh, white papers and guides that are available from Post Beyond. One is called Employee Advocacy, Where Trust Builds Bottom Line. And the other is a guide for um, creating guidelines on employee social media policy. Do you find that there's still a lot of questions today among employers uh, about what their social media policy should be. I just I still talk to a lot of people where they don't they actually have certain types of social media sites uh, locked down. You can't even access, for example, Facebook anywhere within their firewall. Yes, absolutely. So the guides to the guide for the social media policy is one of the most useful and most popular. Um, um, you know, documents that our customers and future customers download and we start helping them with defining it first. Because it, it always comes from the transformation need and uh, how to help them see new potentials, new horizons, and uh, help them define the new social media policy and helping them switch from kind of restrictive policy to an enabling policy. So that actually opens the doors and opens new opportunities both for the company and their employees. How do you talk about concerns for employees wasting time on the job? If I 
allow employees to use Facebook or LinkedIn or any, and in fact even encourage them to do it from a, an advocate perspective, am I sort of feeding into that that Facebook addiction where people blow an hour or two every day uh, just playing around on these sites? Oh, great question. Um, what is actually happening, it is one of the most common concerns or hesitations that uh, typically comes up and uh, what reality what the data shows is actually results and productivity improves and uh, because of the nature of the post beyond content library employees actually log into the library they can consume they read the content right from that corporate library so they don't actually need to go to facebook per se and again, they, they have a native uh, iPhone, Android, Blackberry apps. So they, again, they can they typically consume and read it while sitting on a cab or sitting on a train or sitting in between the meetings or you know even at their own free time in the evening at home. They, they launch the app, they read some articles, they can suggest something back. So it actually creates uh, new opportunities and tends to improve uh, effectiveness and productivity of their teams. That's interesting. So they are, because they're within this app, the Post Beyond app, what they're consuming is information that's relevant to the company and essentially to their job. So you're creating better educated, a better educated workforce. They're not uh, looking at my, their, their neighbors' pictures of their cats and their friends' uh, pictures of their two-year-old's birthday party from yesterday. That is correct. They're actually <laughs> reading the content that is you know, articles that are relevant to their job and are rele- relevant to their um, work and uh, what they do day to day, not something that is not <laughs> that is fairly irrelevant. Ivan, what are some of the biggest aha moments that you've seen some of your customers have after using Post Beyond? Some of the biggest aha moments that we see is actually the transformation within the culture in addition to the actual hardcore numbers that companies see. Is uh, sometimes they discover new talents in amongst their people and their peers. Uh, they discover uh, talented bloggers. Uh, discover people who actually volunteer and help manage the content library. And um, but the biggest one comes from uh, working with the customer success team, uh, because our customer success team has such a broad experience working with dozens and dozens and dozens of companies across the globe, they bring a lot of learnings, a lot of experience to everyone we work with. So, so there's a lot of learnings, a lot of development, and a lot of transformation happening that contributes to both the bottom line of the company and development of their culture and, and employees. Hmm. And Ivan, where can people find out more about Post Beyond and the work that you're doing? Probably the best place is um, our website postbeyond.com or the Twitter page, uh, Twitter uh, account, which is just postbeyond. And uh, you can always learn a lot more about our customers, the stories, the case studies, and uh, feel free to reach out to speak to one one of our people. Excellent. Well, Ivan Serini, CEO and co-founder of Post Beyond, thanks for joining us on Game Changer. Thank you for having me. All right, Game Changers, that wraps up this episode. We'll provide the information and links that Ivan mentioned on our show notes for this episode, which you can find at engagingleader.com forward slash GC32 as in Game Changer episode 32. 
If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the weekly leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share more ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Until next time, remember, life is short, so keep it fun. You can find both Game Changer and Engaging Leader podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. To stay up on the latest news and trends in internal gamification, join the Game Changer group on LinkedIn. We'll automatically direct you to our LinkedIn group when you go to engagingleader.com group. Subscribe to our e-digest at engagingleader.com newsletter. When you do, we'll send you a free copy of Jesse's ebook, Eight Communication Tools for Leaders. You can also follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse Leahy, and like us at facebook.com slash engagingleader. Game Changer is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that helps mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at aspendalecommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, and Peter McIsaac, who composed our theme music. 